so I think that many of my listeners haven't been around in the early 80s, but in that time there was something called, 70s and 80s, something called the Iron Curtain. Yeah, I know some my relatives were listening. Um, do remember these things, but there's a man named Yosef Mendelovich who was a refusenik. A refusenik is someone who was refused a visa to Israel. He also was. He was called. It was what he was. What was known as a prisoner of Zion. He was actually there in the seventies. Um, I don't know exactly when he got out, but he was from in prison. And prison isn't like you know prison that we hear about in America. It was in 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 political prison, which was extremely restricted lifestyle. Not allowed to communicate with any other prisoners. Transported to prison camps every so often depending on their behavior, which, through no fault of their own, was often considered misbehavior. They were put in, in rooms like like punishment cells, which were like five feet wide, and you slept on a board and you weren't allowed to sit by day. It was like really, really horrible for doing things like not admitting that the KGB were right. And in all this time, he kept the Yiddish guy when, a different, when other refuseniks tried to communicate with him. On Shabbos, by the way, with, with, with carefully smuggled messages, he wouldn't, he, he would reprimand them. How could you, how could you send messages on Shabbos? And he got out. And that leads us to our song of the day. So, Mordechai ben David, I'm not sure if the song came out in 79 or 80 or 81, made up a song called Let My People Go. Now, if you listen to it, in those days, it was a little bit too much for some people because it was a little bit rocky. Um, and the words are very strong. He actually says the English word for Gehenim. But when you read about what these people lived through, to convey a little bit of what was going on, you need to use strong words. It was, it was the English word for, for, for Gehenim. Read, read about it a little bit. You'll see. It was really, really horrible. But they stood up. They stood up like iron in defiance of the of the, of, of, of the prison that the iron curtain put them in. What the what what, the, what Russia was able to get away with because of the of the political setup of the world. But like, but that's not what my, that's not my point. The point is that now, Baruch Hashem, there's no more iron curtain. Baruch Hashem, we could we could serve Hashem how we want. The problem is, we could serve Hashem how we want. You know, you know what, do I, what do I mean? What do I mean? I mean that yeah, Yossi, this one goes, is survived. He's free now. But we're free now. And, and what do we have for protection? I mean, when you're sitting there, trapped in iron curtain, resisting, you have a certain strength. As Natan Jaransky said when he came out of when he came out of prison, finally, he said, "There's a certain, there's a certain simplicity of prison." You know exactly who your enemies are. You know exactly who your friends are. And you know what you have to do? Resist. When you're free, though, and everyone's coming at you, telling you their 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 ideas for you, their views of freedom and their views of the world, how do you know who's right and who's wrong? It's much more confusing. Your friends are much more dangerous. Yaakov Avinu, he said, send me from my Achi from Esav. Send me from Esav HaRasha and from, and from being my brother. It's a whole different... Um, it's a scary thing. He actually points out, Natan Taransky in his book, that 
that that the people who were always true and always good friends, no matter which political angle he took, were his wife's religious friends that she acquired during her years um, in fighting for his freedom. So it's an interesting um, thought. And and so that leads us to another thought. So Yossi survives. He's free now. Free of the Iron Curtain. We're all we're all a little bit like Yossi. We're all free of the Iron Curtain. We can serve Hashem how we want. We don't have any more fear. We even even I mean we have other other issues, but we're allowed to go back to shul. Right, we had a little taste of, of, of Russia, you know, for a teeny bit, a little, not even like a fake taste, like you know, like a, like a seltzer flavor. Um, and now, well, what do we do? And then, and then, and then, you know what happened? After Israel, there was this missile attack, Nebuch, and Israel has something called the Iron Dome. Now, it's just funny. Nothing's coincidental, but I just find it interesting that it was the Iron Dome, Iron Curtain that stopped us from. From, 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 from serving Hashem in Russia and it's the Iron Dome that protects Jews in Eretz Yisrael now it's like I always think people say oh, isn't it coincidental that that Baba Basra and Tehillim and the longest parak in Tehillim and the longest parash in the Torah have 176 sukkim um, 176 whatever 176 the longest kapital in the 176 the longest the longest part of the entire is 176 and the longest Masech is 176 um, and I think first I think well lucky for that muscle for that for that, for that um, thing that the Basra has the Rajbam as the parish otherwise it wouldn't have been 176 blood. it probably would have been more like 119 like Baba Kam and Baba Metziah and second the Daf base counts as a Daf because really it's 175 blood. but um what was the point of that? But, um, ah, yes. So, Iron Dome and Iron Curtain. Now, however that worked out, right? The Gemara, Tehillim, and, 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 and Parashias, they're all different. One is one was the printer's setup. One was Davin and Malach, Mount of Sigam, he decided to make. He had Ruch Kedish. One was Hashem decided where this Parsha begins and ends. Hashem, Davin and Malach, and a printer in Vilna. But there's a message there. Whatever message there is, you have to, you know... You have to you have to find the drush on it. I don't remember what the message is, but the point is there's no coincidence that it's an iron dome and an iron curtain. I think is a message. Iron dome sounds like a much more personalized um, sphere of protection, which which is what I think is is, is is the answer to our to our our, our, our issue that we're free. And sometimes freedom brings about its own issues that. Yeah, Eretz is protected by an Iron Dome defense system. But what we have to do is, we have to protect ourselves from our influences by setting up our own mini Iron Dome. Where we don't have an Iron Curtain. We don't want an Iron Curtain. Iron Curtain is, is, is someone else imposing on us. We want, we want an Iron Dome that we could, that we could, that we could set up on our own to protect us from the influences of the world around us which are corrupt and prevent us from serving Hashem properly. So, so the message, I think, let my people go. It let my people go. 
to serve Hashem as they as they as as they want, but they, the people, as they go to serve Hashem as they want, should not forget the protection. Not pro- not not forget not the protection, but the the clarity presented by an iron curtain. How it clarified their minds in serving Hashem properly. And to use the muscle of the Iron Dome to make their own personal Iron Dome to protect them from outside influences with the same strength as those Yidin in Russia resisted the, the, the enemies of Tyra and Yiddishkeit. Use that strength to erect your own Iron Dome and just as strong in its own way to protect you from influences around you and so you can serve Hashem properly with that same strength just with the freedom to serve Hashem, serve Hashem in the proper manner. And that's the message I think we could take from this story of Yassi and his freedom and the Iron Dome. Have a good day.